you've been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey all, welcome back. We are at episode 64 of Her Unapologetic Life, continuing down the path of indecision, actually away from indecision, right? We want to get out of there. So a little disclaimer here, I had some dental work done, might sound a little funny as I'm trying to enunciate and pronounce my words, but we'll have fun with it, right? So today we're going to talk about indecision in a little bit of a different way. And you know, I love the from to lists, right? So we're going to move from excuses to empowerment. And I really think this is a good one. And um, there's going to maybe, maybe be a little bit of tough love here, a little bit of, I totally can relate to this myself because I two have uh, had many excuses. Actually, I could be the queen of excuses. So the first question is, are you the queen of excuses too? <laughs> Raise your hand, let me know if you have them. Making excuses to me is kind of like a chronic habit, right? And it keeps us in indecision uh, and really that bottom line of self-sabotage. And when we're in self-sabotage, that's when the inner critic kicks up, that's when high-functioning anxiety. It's kind of like a circular thing, actually. Inner critic could cause self-sabotage. Self-sabotage could cause inner critic. High-functioning anxiety. Here we go. Um, and then we, you know, we often just make excuses for things. Um, and so let's just get started with, like, what an excuse really is. I really had fun looking up definitions today. So, uh, so basically, an excuse is to offer an apology for or to seek to remove the blame of or to serve as an apology or justification for or to justify. You know I love that it had the words apology in both because we're here to live unapologetically. And so excuses are causing us to apologize for something, even better to get rid of them. So can you relate to that? Do you ever offer an apology for, um, seek to remove blame from, justify something? Uh, we'll get further into that once we kind of talk about some of the main excuses. Um, it will totally come up and be relevant. So, um, yeah, I can totally relate to that because that's kind of where I go hem-haw and get stuck. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just so easy, right, to do that. It's, like I said, it's like a chronic habit. We might not even be aware we're doing it. So to get started, um, let's talk about a few areas we make excuses. These are areas where I chronically have made excuses, so they came to mind really easily for myself. And then for the women that I've been working with, my friends, you know, just really kind of paying attention to to that. And the, when we make these excuses, it really actually doesn't do anything for our greater good or for the greater good of others. And I'm always a little more motivated when I know it's going to have a ripple effect, right? So let's get started. So first off, one area where we make excuses is with time. I mean, you know, we talk about time from different angles, but making the excuse of not having the time. Oh, I just don't have the time. Oh, I just can't quite fit it in. No. We, 
We all have the time. We actually have enough time for what we need, but we, we kind of just get stuck in that we don't have the time to commit. And to me, it just seems like it, um, it's hard to commit to taking time for ourselves is what it really is. Uh, it often can seem like work or something extra on our to-do list. And what, what happens though is we're, we're spending our time with many other things. And so if you're, if you're really stuck in the excuses of, oh, I don't have the time, um, and that could be the time to really take care of yourself. That's the first thing that comes to mind. So for me, it's like, I don't have the time to work out or exercise or move. I don't have the time to um, prepare a healthy meal for my family and for myself. I don't have time to, you know, get to these tasks I know I need to do. Um, kind of that procrastination station thing. Um, if that's you, then I would totally do this little little thing. You know, like write down how you're actually spending your time. Like, and where the gaps are, where the lags are. For me, like sometimes I find myself scrolling Facebook with my coffee in the morning and it's been 20 minutes and I'm just in shock because I'm supposed to be doing something else or I would like to just savor the coffee, pet the dog and relax a little, right? So, and there's other times too where I just say, oh, I just don't have the time. Um, and it really isn't the truth. Um, excuses are usually almost like we're, you know, like, not telling the truth. So second one is um, making excuses that we don't have the resources. Um, this is one is a tough one. It's it's one where there's a lot of like fine lines, right? Because on one hand, we could say most people really don't have extra resources um, for certain things and then they make excuses for that. Um, but really, if you're listening to this podcast, the majority of you at this stage in your life um, or in a stage of your life, Probably we're actually at a point where um, you wouldn't have to work or you're not the breadwinner or you could get by with um, with what you have. And so like we, most of us, what I'm trying to say is most of us have more resources than we really need in the terms of what, in the grand scheme of things. Um, if that isn't you, please don't be offended. Uh, I know that many of us go through these seasons where it like is tight paycheck to paycheck and you really don't have the extra resources to to spread around and you're spread pretty thin. Um, but oftentimes I find that when we say, oh, I just don't have the money right now, it's usually something else, um, especially when it's something for us because most people I know, especially women, may not really have the money or may think they don't have the money, but they are okay with spending it on other people, <laughs> namely on their kids, their husbands, having their needs come first. Uh, you know, classic example is clothing for kids, sports equipment for kids, camps for kids. And that's all really important. And I would never say it isn't. I just want to kind of shed some light or like bring the light closer if that's you um, to kind of consider thinking, well, <laughs> what would I really want and need if I had the resources? And it's usually, um, you know, it's usually when we're like, caring for ourselves, things that we need that give us that life that we need to kind of run our ship, right? And we are, as women, running a ship, <laughs> okay? Um, and so most women I know just wait. Um, and they just wait to see when is a good time. And a lot of them come around to it, but sometimes I notice they just wait too long. Um, and my big, my biggest example for that is women who really want to work with me or with a coach or go get therapy or go on a trip or do something that they actually feel like is a splurge but it's actually a necessity for them. Um, we Withholding from ourselves, I've talked about this in other episodes, so I won't go too deep down this rabbit hole, um, but 
you know, it's something worth looking at. So if, if you're thinking, like if you're withholding from yourself, but freely giving to others because you have the means, um, just look at that one a little deeper. Today I'm just going to ask you to look to see what, where you might get stuck in these excuses. The third one is um, we make excuses um, about the fact that we're, that, that it's something that we're not capable of doing. You know, I can't do that. I could never do that. He could do that or she could do that, but there is no way I could do that. So that's kind of that kind of thing. And that's actually really an excuse because we're, we're saying no before we really know. Right. Um, and we think then we don't really have the talent. We don't have the expertise or the experience to do or to be what is being asked of us or what we really, really want. Right. So that's kind of where plain small comes in. Um, or we look to other, what other people and say, well, they're better at it. They might as well just do that. Um, you know, I look at that a lot with, I work with women in leadership and they often notice like other women in leadership and the strengths that they have. You know, I love working with Strengths Finder. I love working with the Enneagram and the Colby. And we notice kind of our strengths, but we can really notice and focus on the strengths of others. You know, I know some leaders in my life too, where it's like, oh, I just really wish that I had that, uh, you know, what's the word? Like I was kind of more sophisticated is not the word, but like polished, you know, polished. And when I talked, things didn't come out weird, <laughs> like they do here sometimes and in life. And I forget, though, that I've always had a nag at making people feel comfortable, because I am a little cheesy, and I'm a little like, not polished, you know, and you know, that's more my authentic self. And so um, the excuse of saying that we're not capable of something is just that like, I mean, of course, there's things where it's like, if I wanted to run a marathon, I'd have to do a lot of changes in my life to really be capable of it. Uh, or something really far fetched. But when it comes to, you know, stepping into a new job, or um, stepping into the way we want to be in a relationship, or these things that we want to grow in, we are capable of it, uh, definitely capable of it. But we often, um, we often, like, say that we aren't. And then what happens is we're not stepping into it. And then we're kind of missing part of our calling. And um, not, this is not a guilt trip, of course, because there's no guilt or shame here. But I've noticed that in myself where I've kind of downplayed myself and what I was capable of, allowing others to do things for me. Uh, had two very over-functioning parents. So of course, you know, yeah, go for it, guys. And so <laughs> been there, done that. Um, but just notice if you're making the excuse that you're not really capable or you can't, you just can't do it. Um, those are the knots. Like, I'm not consistent enough. I'm not smart enough. We're, you know, that's where those come in. And then the fourth one is um, a bonus because this is where we go external. This probably could go first. Um, but we like to make excuses for others. And we hide it under the umbrella, or under the meaning of empathy. You know, we have compassion and empathy. And so, um, you know, we just have to, like, understand that, yeah, like, we need to give them grace, right? That's to empathy and grace. Um, but I want to clarify something here because empathy and grace are needed and we notice when people don't have it at all. Um, but when we are doing it in a way that we're making excuses for others to not like rise up and grow, um, it kind of it gives them permission to play small and stay stuck. Uh, especially when they're like, when we're giving them that, like with our kids and our husbands and our friends, you know, like, oh, you know, um, you don't, you don't have to do that. I get why you can't do that. Or, you know, um, it just gives them permission to con continue on that, on that path when we can see their more of their full potential. Um, and then it, sometimes it gives them permission to keep treating us or themselves or other people a certain way. 
So, you know, like some people, we say, uh, yeah, they're just not a very empathetic person. It's not an example of empathy. And so we make concessions, you know, um, for them. And on one hand, that's pretty good because um, I think sometimes uh, we can fall into having too high of expectations for others, wanting them to be and do and have something that they're actually not capable of. But that's mostly because they haven't looked into that. They haven't grown into that. They're not on that journey yet. They haven't said yes to that. So there's there's that one hand where, yeah, we don't want to expect like the moon from everybody, right? But we also don't want to make excuses for their behavior and the way they're being um, under, you know, grace and empathy and love when it's hurting them or ourselves. Does that make sense? I hope that does because if we just continue on that route, we are going to be enabling them and justifying their behavior and being then a part of their um, issue, a part of their being over there. I know, ouch, right? It's oh, it's so hard as empathetic women and caring women um, to not do that. This is one that's really been big for me. Uh, we want to just like save everybody from pain and suffering, right? But that's not our job. Our job, of course, is to love and care for them and make, you know, enrich the lives around us. I know this, but um, when it comes to making excuses for why they behave the way they behave and then, you know, just letting them continue to do that is um, very detrimental to you and then actually to them. Um, and so, um, yeah, just notice that coin. Like, do you have unrealistic expectations of others and yourself or do you enable and make excuses for them because you feel sorry for them or you just think they're not capable anyway? Um, it's really interesting, right? Um, and so thinking about the coin, you know, as like the coin of excuses, you know, I just want to like throw that off into the wishing well and grab one and it having be the coin of empowerment. Because when I think of empowerment, it's just like propelling us forward away from these limitations that we have. Uh, and of course, we're human, right? We're going to still have some. It's not like we're going to take that coin on the wishing well and boom, we're, you know, Cinderella and everything's magical. No, but kind of. So let's keep talking about that. <laughs> so um, I have, so lately I have really been believing and actually living into and noticing um, in my life and others' lives, that when we grab onto that gold coin of empowerment and we make the decision to late to take the leap to go from you know excuses to empowerment or any from to that you can think of, um, we actually can experience a quantum leap. And another little disclaimer is like when I used to think of quantum leaps, I was thinking of like you had to go into a whole new dimension right now. Uh, we are in our human experience still, even while we're here. If we're trying to escape that fully, we are spiritual bypassing and not really living it. But if we're doing it in the way that God intended, in my opinion, of course, um, it can look like minor shifts. It can look like a sudden change, right? Quantum leaping isn't measured the same as we way we measure success. The yardstick of success is not even... It's not, about, it's not even allowed, right, <laughs> over there. Um, and so it's one of those things where either you wake up you wake up one day or you wake up in a, two months and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, so much has changed. Or, oh my goodness, I'm totally here experiencing this, living this, right? Um, and so just know that it's not like you're going to have to all of a sudden be like, like we think, overnight I lost 50 pounds. No. It's where like all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I have quantum leaps from you know, the self-sabotage stuff into like, I, I really love myself. Like one of my quantum leaps is 
most of the time, I really do feel comfortable in my own skin now and love myself. Even though, if you look at pictures, I looked, you know, a lot different and according to society, better uh, like five, seven years ago. It, it, and But I wasn't quantum leaped where I am now. So that's kind of my example of like, you really can't explain it and you, you can't measure it the same as society at all. Um, and so a word that I've been like noticing kind of floating around for a while now um, is the word alchemy. And I was just like, huh. And I kept hearing it, kept hearing it. And then when I got involved in learning the STAR method, it was part of the title, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I really need to um, check this out, right? And so I looked it up. I love looking up words. I love thesaurus too, but that's another day. So alchemy is any magical power or process of transmuting a common substance, usually of little value, into a substance of great value. The other one was any seemingly magical process of transforming or combining elements into something new. I love that. I don't know about you, but as I read that, it's like taking something very little and making it something different and great and more magic, like with a magical power, right? And it's a process of combining those elements and it's a seemingly magical process. So a long time ago, I wrote in one of my journals, I want to live a supernatural life. And at that time, I was just like, well, to me, that meant, you know, living in alignment with who I was and like trusting in God and all these things. But I had no idea. I didn't really believe that life could be supernatural here on Earth because, well, face it, we're human. We have a lot of things going on. Uh, but lately, of course, as I've been working with more people and I've been noticing their quantum leaps and their changes and my own and the way that I have been uh, maneuvering <laughs> 2021 and just really like feeling this inner peace that I really can't describe, I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, we are able to experience alchemy here on earth. And so it might sound a little boo to you, but if you take it into your own life where there's something that you've been wanting to change and you have been trying for a very long time, for women, what comes up a lot is, you know, that ideal weight or um, having a supportive spouse or, you know, not feeling so guilty about the way you mother or feeling fulfilled in your job and like, you know, like we talked about earlier, taking the back seat to your family. And those are just a few things that come up, um, the waiting, you know. Um, and so what I have loved is is noticing as women, I know, start to decide that they want to have a quantum leap or they want to have a change. Um, what happens is that you can transmute your excuses into empowerment, right? I mean, and then when you do that, I want to ask you the question, like, what will be different? I feel like I kind of lost my train of thought there as I was going on about my little story. But I, I was kind of going from, we can, like, we can have a supernatural life while we're here living our, you know, spirit-led journey. Um, and when we decide to do that, things do transmute, you know, and transmute to me is they change, they transform, they metamorphosize or have a metamorphosis. And that can happen in all areas, in, in all seasons. Um, and some are different than others, right? <laughs> some, it's pretty calm and collected. Some, it's, whoa, buckle up. The other ones, you're like, I don't want to buckle up. I want to go home, right? <laughs> so um, just know, though, that if you start to decide and lean into it, these things will happen more often. Um, you'll be more decisive about your time, your resources, of course, your abilities, and then your worth, right? You'll decide um, what is yours and what isn't, that whole thing about ownership, um, and it will happen. Um, that's the cool thing about um, 
the intention setting and the just stepping into it or diving or leaping, right? You, it's bound to happen. Um, I have never had a client who has said to me after working together and with their commitment to themselves, right? I'm not taking credit for this. They look at me and be like, oh, nothing's changed. Nothing's better. I don't know what. Um, I don't know why I'm here. I've never, ever even had that. Um, and so even by the fact of like saying some of these things out loud to another human being uh, will propel you forward, you know. Um, and to me, one of the most amazing things about it is we think we have to push and strive. Um, but really, we just have to be open to it to say yes, you know. So stopping the excuses, yeah, that takes time because it's kind of a chronic habit. But it's really really much easier than we think to cruise into empowerment. Um, and of course, you know, there's so many ways to get there. Um, because there's, that's what I love. It's like, there's all, all roads lead to Rome. You know, my road is therapy, coaching, that process. I, I love, I love to talk about it. It's like becoming aware enough to envision what you want. And then you explore that and experience it. And then, don't skip embodying it, um, implementing it in your life um, because, you know, that part is totally needed. But there are so many recipes for empowerment. Um, I just welcome you to look at where you're making excuses and where you want to go and see how you can get there. And of course, we all like I think we all need like a list of good 10 things that are our go to's for that. Um, and for me, one of them has been in the past therapy and now coaching and mentorship things that get me to where I want to go. So as you know, this podcast is also my platform to talk about how I serve women um, and ways I do that and ways that they've gone from excuses to empowerment has really been working on their CEO schedule, creating vision boards, um, experiencing um, some of these more spiritual things that help them get in and like override the ego, making peace with the ego, making peace with the inner child, you know, um, really don't even need to make peace with her. It's just connecting with her and bringing her back to heart space. All of those things, you know, um, that help women take these quantum leaps and not needing to do it on their own. You know, um, I'm not saying it's not possible to have massive growth on your own. I just find that, you know, where when we gather with others or when we share something, um, it happens um, just really more deeply, more quickly, I would say. Um, you know, just close the doors to the free to lead. And um, a lot of women were there on the edge thinking about it, you know, and I was there too. I mean, you heard my talk with Bron. It took me a long time. And even the first couple months of it, I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm just overcommitted. I don't have time. <laughs> you know, I, on and on, right? And so after doing that, I realized, yeah, yeah, I totally needed that. That prepared me for now. And so just know that if you've been curious about it, I, I do I do the STAR uh, method, which is was part of that hybrid program. I was one-on-one -on -one with clients. I have some clients working with me who just wanted to do that. We're started on that. And just know that um, if it's not me, there's other things and people you can work with to get there. You know, there is traditional therapy. There is other forms of mentorship, spiritual direction, uh, working with a trainer, a nutritionist, anybody that's going to kind of help you work through that. Um, and then they're, you're just kind of like ditching the excuses, right? And you're going for empowerment. Um, if you're curious about like, what do I really even need? My clarity call is free. It's no strings attached. I really don't pressure people to work with me. It, I don't work that way. I, it doesn't work for people. It just It just doesn't work. So um, if you're like, what, what do I need? Just you know, look me up. I, um, I'm pretty good at helping people 
find a little bit of a direction because I just basically help you find it. It's already within you, but um, I just don't want you to let your excuses win, okay? So for your homework till next week, I want you to look um, look up alchemy and get to know what it's all about. Like, what? how would you define alchemy in your life? What does it mean to you? And next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, so we're going to be heading down the path of transformation, transmutation, leaving all the self-sabotage crap behind, <laughs> or most of it, as much as we can. So I hope you enjoyed today. I will see you, or you'll hear from me next week. And yeah, just have a wonderful day. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes a village. And I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl. That girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.